Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 5 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Stories of the New Testament, an appendage to a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 3 examines Matthew chapter 23, Hypocrisy, Part 1. Christ often spoke against hypocrisy. Synonyms for hypocrisy are dissimulation, counterfeit, insincerity, guile, imposture, deceit, imitation, fraud, quackery, charlatry, cajolery, dissembling, mockery, pretense, affectation, lying. Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore, whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. The scribes and Pharisees were the elite. They sat in Moses' seat. In other words, they interpreted the law and passed judgment. Having rejected the prophets, they took upon themselves the role of judges of Israel. They were students of the law. For that reason, the Savior said, All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. That is an interesting concept, isn't it? Generally, we want to condemn all hypocrites and ignore anything they say. The Savior, however, distinguishes between their words and their actions. He added, But do not ye after their work for they say and do not. I am reminded of one of Shakespeare's most villainous characters, Iago, yet he often speaks honey. In the following famous lines, Iago is baiting Othello, subtly feeding his natural jealousy. Good name in man and woman, dear Lord, is the immediate jewel of their souls. Who steals my purse steals trash. Tis something, nothing. Twas mine, tis his and has been slave to thousands. But he that filches from me my good name robs me of that which not enriches him and makes me poor indeed. Every word in Iago's speech above is true. However, even while Iago is speaking of the virtue of a good name, he is destroying the good name of the virtuous Desdemona, Othello's wife planning thoughts of infidelity in Othello's mind, though Iago knows that Othello's wife is innocent. Iago further twists the knife by pretending to warn Othello of jealousy, at the same time suggesting that Othello has cause to be jealous. Oh, beware, my lord, of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. That cuckold lives in bliss, who, certain of his fate, loves not his wronger. But oh, what damned minutes tell he's o'er, who dotes, yet doubts, suspects, yet strongly loves. The very word cuckold refers to an unfaithful wife. 
The point, however, is that the advice of Iago is good. Like so many Shakespearean lines, the words are often quoted as truth, though the person speaking them is evil. For example, he that filches from me my good name robs me of that which not enriches him and makes me poor indeed. Or, oh, beware of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. However, Iago's intent is to drive Othello to a jealous rage. Over time, it works. Trusting Iago too much and thinking his wife is unfaithful, Othello praises Iago and strangles his innocent wife and thus destroys himself just as Iago predicted. So, the question arises, how do we deal with hypocrites? Christ gives us the answer. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. In other words, do as they say when what they say is truth, but do not follow their works. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne, and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers, but all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the border of their garments, and love the uppermost rooms at feasts, and the chief seats in the synagogues, and greetings in the markets, and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. Not only does the Savior warn against following the works of hypocrites, he is also saying by their works we can know their cunning. In other words, we judge them not by their words, but by their work. It was the Savior who said, Matthew 10:16, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. The Savior then teaches a higher law one that is more difficult to live. Again, he uses the scribes and Pharisees as a bad example. They love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogue. The Savior commands that we do just the opposite. But be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father, which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. Christ is teaching us to overcome the natural man. The greatest battle is often the battle against our own nature. It is easy, for example, to carry the analogy into modern times. For example, it is natural to want others to do the work while we sit idly by. It is natural to want the praise of others. It is natural to want to dress in the robes of power. It is natural to want to sit in the uppermost rooms at feasts. It is natural to want to sit in the chief seats, in theaters, in sports events, gala affairs, at high-level meetings. It is natural to want to be called president, vice president, senator, congressman. It is natural to want to be called master, director, governor, commander, monarch, emperor, majesty, king, presiding officer, chancellor, or admiral. It is hard to clean the sewers, sweep the floors, serve the tables, etc. However, the hypocrisy of the scribes and Pharisees goes further. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! 
For ye shut the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourself, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. That is an entirely different level. Christ is condemning those who not only have physical control of their subjects, but also spiritual control. They are not rulers, they are slave owners. On the one hand, they do as they please. On the other hand, they want to dictate to you what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is evil, what is politically correct and what is not politically correct, what is moral and what is immoral. They want to be your conscience. It is occurring in our political environment today on an unprecedented scale. In the time of Christ, the scribes and Pharisees, rather than being just religious leaders, became also the political leaders, a complete form of totalitarianism. They sat in Moses' seat. The political leaders today have also become our scribes and Pharisees. They too sit in Moses' seat, dictating not just what is legal and illegal, but also what is moral and what is immoral. It is exactly the same thing. It is a form of totalitarianism on an unprecedented scale in America. Every tyrant knows that you cannot have complete control unless you control both the body and the spirit, both the mind and the heart. For total power, you must own one's soul. It was true in the time of Christ. It is true today. It is the natural man. The natural man wants complete domination. See if the following sounds familiar. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayer. Therefore ye shall receive the greater damnation. What does it mean to devour widows' houses? It means to cause them to lose their homes, their means of support, their independence. It is called heavy taxation. It is called inflation. It is called total control of where we live, what we drive, what we cook on, how we heat our homes, how we fuel our cars. A widow is on a fixed income. The cost of living increases, but the income doesn't. Those in power become richer, while those who put them in power become poorer. Things have not changed much in 2,000 years. Simply consider the words of Christ in modern terms. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you compass sea and land to make one proselyte, and when he is made, ye fold him twofold more the child of hell than yourselves. Sound familiar? When I was serving as a missionary in India, a citizen of India told me that politicians run on a ticket of reform, but as soon as they get in office, they become exactly like their predecessors. The same thing could be said of American politicians today. Can you distinguish one political party from another? I confess I cannot. Please join us next week as we continue to relate Matthew 23 as it applies to our government today. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.